0: I'm gonna to attempt to record this, but I have no idea how it's gonna come out. So, but this is our last class, and the last chapter was "Sweet Hour of Prayer." Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I can see everyone. Did everyone get a handout? Oh. Yeah, I'm just gonna read through some of these points here, but I just wanna say a prayer before we get started. Lord, I'm so thankful for giving us the grace and the endurance to be able to finish this Bible study out. Lord, I pray that something is very different in our prayer life as a result of this class that we have taken together. Lord, I pray that you would continue to draw us away and continue to deepen our communication with you, our intercession with you, Lord, the Holy Spirit helping us to know how to pray, to who to pray for, to what to pray for, for how long. Or maybe just a simple prayer, Lord. Prayer is so different every time, Lord. And I just pray that as we close up this class, that you would just continue to build into us fruit that will last forever. Lord, I'm asking this and praying this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this was from page 87 in the Bible study and the author of the Bible study said God's gracious invitation to intimacy through sweet hours of prayer is new every day every day is a new beginning so if you blew it last week or last night or yesterday you get another chance tomorrow morning (laughs) it's wonderful we may become disheartened without prayerlessness, but God continues to ask us to call. <coughs> our past failures or vows to be more faithful in prayer should not keep us from responding anew to his desire to communicate his love and his faithfulness and his desire to be with us. When we respond to his desire for intimacy, Prayer becomes a priority and a necessity. We believe with all of our heart that a day in his presence is better than a thousand anywhere else. And that is so true, isn't it? Yeah, especially when we come together corporately, like what we looked at last week. We pray in our prayer closet, but then there's a time when we come together corporately as a body and pray together and enter the presence of the Lord together. And it's wonderful you know, you don't want to leave there. It's like, I can just stay here forever. You know, why do we have to stop? You know, sometimes you feel that way. It's like, why can't we just keep going? You know, keep going. Mm -hmm. And one day we will keep going and never get tired. Praise the Lord. Never get tired. Samuel Chadwick said, there's no way to learn to pray but by praying. Makes sense, right? No reason for, philosophy of prayer ever taught a soul to pray. The subject is beset with problems, but there are no problems of prayer to the man who prays. And if prayer waits for understanding, it will never begin. And that is so true. You know, if we are just sitting around saying, well, I'm not sure. Should I pray that? Or should I pray that? Or should I? You know, just reasoning ourselves out But yet, I I love the Gospels because when you look at the Gospels and you see the encounters Jesus had with people, look at how he prayed. His prayers were simple, straight, to the point. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. You know, sometimes we really don't know what to pray and all we can say is, God, help them. I don't know what they need, but you do. Jesus, please help them. And then you find out, it seems like nothing's happening, right? Like we sang, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it. And then you find out God's been working all along because you get a praise report of how he has answered that simple little prayer for that person or those individuals. And he's answered it more than. And you're just totally blown away that, man, Lord, I didn't even think you were listening to me or paying attention or my little prayer meant anything. I thought I had to give this big, long, elaborate fast for days and days and days and days. And you see my life with the kids and everything. I mean, this is hard, this is hard. Oh, Lord, help them, help them. Help me. Help me, give me grace and right he gets you through the day right he gives you the grace and you see wow he's working he's giving me what I need you know so that encourages us to continue to persevere I had put on the group me app there's a book that I found that I had I don't know from when but it's called the intercessors and I started reading it it's excellent if you want to read more on prayer I would highly recommend it but This is a quote from the author who wrote that book. His name is Denzel Holman. He said, we must have a balance in our prayer. We should give a portion of our prayer time to praise and worship. If needed, we should allow time for repentance. Part of our prayer time should consist of meditation, and part should consist of petition, which is asking for requests and then intercession should comprise a good portion of our prayer we will often mingle prayer or petition with intercession as we make requests for the needs of others so again that's just like a little guideline to help you get started to know okay where where do i begin i mean how do i do this so one of the things i appreciate appreciate about the bible study she gave a whole bunch of different ways you can pray a whole different different outlines you can use and and in this chapter this was like the final outline she gave and it's been kind of neat because the past few weeks i've been using this outline in my prayer time and it's like so perfect the first one that she picks be still and know that i am god from psalm 46 10. because It's really good to start your day like that, especially when you're overwhelmed with the needs. And it's like you just come to that point and you realize, Lord, Lord, you're totally aware of all of this. You know all about it. Just help me to be still inside and just behold you. One morning, I don't know what was going on, but teach on this Bible study, and you'll be waking up all kinds of crazy hours at night, God waking you up, and it's like, why am I waking up, so what, what, it's like, oh yeah, I, right, yeah. So, be still and know that I am God. One morning, I just got up, and I, I don't remember what was going on, there's so much going on with my parents back home, but I had to play over and over that song, Behold Him. Just behold them because this was my first thing. Just be still, Rose, and know that I am God. But behold me in the midst of it. And I just played it over and over and over and over and over. And and then Jeff started walking in and out of the room. And I'm like, I guess I'm done. (laughs) I'm done beholding you. (laughs) I share that so you know. You're not the only one that has these distractions that come, you know, and you feel like sometimes you're, like, really ready to enter in, and it's like, I'm totally, like, aggravated <laughs> <laughs> uh, So she says in this section, begin by reading a psalm or verse of scripture to help quiet yourself before the Lord, just to quiet your heart down. Enter into the Lord's presence with a period of silence and waiting before him and ask him to prepare and purify your heart. And he's he will do that. You know, he'll show you when you're not trusting him or when you're fearing or when you're not believing or you're anxious, worried about things. It's just like, just be still. Be still in my presence. You got this. Lord, you got this. I don't have to worry about it. You're in control of all of this. You knew these things were going to happen before I did. You know how it's supposed to play out, this whole thing I'm dealing with right now. So once we go from that, where we feel like the Lord has shuttled our hearts down, and we're getting a sight of who the Lord is, let's see what's so cute we can ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your Lord. In Psalm 119, verse 18. So in this section, she put meditate on a passage of scripture through which God seems to be speaking to you in a fresh way. If you have quotations from a devotional writer, that helps illuminate that passage. Read it alongside the scripture to aid in your meditation. And that's really just a prayer that if you ask the Lord, He will start unfolding things from His Word to you. I was telling Jeff this morning we had our prayer time. at 6.30 with um, some people from church, and um, afterwards we had a discussion about a couple of things, concerns we had. And I after the discussion, I I got I went in my room and I just sat. And I was like, Lord, I just. I was at a loss. I was like, I, I'm just at a loss. Like, I'm just at a loss. I don't even know how to respond to this situation. That, you know, because our thing is always, we know we're getting older. Who's going to, like we said, run the counseling? So <laughs> we're not here no more. Who's training the biblical counseling? Because that's an outreach in the church. People from the community, people drive from two hours away just to counsel because they want biblical the counseling. So I'm like, what I'm at a loss. I mean, eight years we're doing this. There's still no one behind us. And Jeff keeps saying, we're the last generation. He's convinced it's the last generation. That's why there's no one behind us. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but what if Jesus doesn't come, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm just lamenting before the Lord this morning. I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm like, Lord, open my eyes that I may see from your word speak to me concerning what is a need I mean it is going to be a need so I'm reading through my chronological Bible and I'm in Ezra so I started reading through it and it talks about how when um they were going back to rebuild the temple and how people were just you know they went into captivity because they weren't faithful to the Lord but Ezra was grieved in his spirit and he was lamenting before the Lord just how do we Just navigate through all this. I'm just paraphrasing it. And the Lord, one of the things the Lord was laying on my heart, pray and fast until something happens. And he reminded me of my stepdad, how many years I had to pray and fast until he got saved. And it was years, years. So... I I, I sensed the Lord was speaking that to me before I started reading through Ezra. And as I'm reading the chapters that I read for today, he starts saying how God called him to a fast. And then he started to pray. And then all of a sudden, God provided the people. And they were able to do it. And I was like, I hear you. I hear you. So then, the next section here, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. First Samuel 3, 9, Lord, you have my attention now. So now you just lay it out. I mean, you know, because when I fasted with my dad, he made it clear it was on Fridays. I, don't, I think I fasted the whole day, I don't remember, but it was every Friday. It was like that. So it's like, okay, well, just leave me in so I know how. And I'm not calling everyone. Into, I, that's what, when I was done in my quiet time. I told Jeff, I said, this is how I feel God wants me to deal with it. I'm not saying this is how he wants you to deal with it, or all of us that pray together. But he's speaking to me. I want you to fast through praying until something happens, basically. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, OK. And I told him how the Lord confirmed it to Ezra. With the same exact verbiage was being used, and situation seemed impossible it's like how how are we going to rebuild the temple you know and all that so speak Lord for your servant is listening from 1 Samuel 3 verse 9 that's when Samuel heard the voice of the Lord so in that section she said turn your attention from meditation to listening now Ask God to impress upon you what he desires you to learn or experience from meditating on his word. In preparation for the next step of intercession, ask God to prompt you with the needs he wants you to bring before him. And as you feel free to do so, write down any thoughts or scripture prompted by his spirit. So as the Lord was saying, Speaking that to my heart this morning was like, okay, I need to like write down specific. When I do do this, what am I specifically to pray for? You know, and just write it down and keep it before me. You know, it's important to keep it before you so we don't get distracted. Then the, the next section she has there on number four, trust him at all times regardless of what it looks like, whether something's happening, it's not happening, trust him at all times So people and pour out your hearts before him because God is a refuge for us. And just coming into that reality more and more, more. I had nowhere else to turn. I don't even know, you know, I know you've all been there. It's like, I don't even know what to say. But you're a refuge for me. Right now So I just have to trust you during this time And just keep pouring out my heart You know Just keep pouring it out Pouring it out Pouring it out before the Lord Lord I don't understand Or maybe I'm confused Or this is not going the way I thought it would go Or I don't understand why it's taking so long You know We all struggle with that right Mm -hmm. We all struggle with that In this section, she puts spend time in petition for yourself and intercession for others. You might want to write out your requests or bring a prayer list with you. Look back over your closing prayers from the previous session, as well as a prayer petition and intercession in the Bible to guide you in pouring out your heart before the Lord. And that's always good to do. Um, We've looked at that. The whole time we've been doing the Bible study, just praying through Scripture, praying through Psalms, and and, and um, even the Gospels, praying through those as we can relate to what we are reading. You know, praying that back to the Lord because you see that throughout Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, the prophets just prayed back to the Lord. The promises, what God spoke to them, or spoke to another prophet. They were praying back the word of God to God. It's His word, so you know if you're praying His word, it's His will. It's His will, you know. So we're safe with that. So then the next step, she said, "My soul waits in silence." Now this is the part where we all struggle with. I, my soul waits as I pour out my heart and I trust Him, and He becomes that place of refuge for me where I feel like I'm safe. I'm safe in his arms. He's holding me through this as I'm walking through this. But now I have to wait in silence for God only to me, Because from him comes my salvation. And that's the hardest part because it's like, Lord, why, why aren't you answering? Don't you see how the situation's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse? Right? I mean, sometimes we feel that way. So I'm gonna, I'll share this testimony because I've been using, since I went through this chapter, just praying through this, especially for my, my family back home. And I'll just give you an update because it's kind of cool how God's answered the prayers. Even though I don't see it, don't feel it, God's been working quietly behind the scenes. And I just want to share how he has answered prayer. Uh, he's working quietly because it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I just see his hand all over the situation my dad's in a place now where he can't even get out of bed which is good because he's gonna be fall if he keeps trying to get in yes. bed and the nurse finally said okay we're not getting him out of bed no more we're leaving the bed so he's in bed so my mom he gets clean there he gets fed there and all that so um, she really wants to go back to church. So my brother's been coming from Brooklyn Women's Wife staying on Saturdays so she can go to church on Sunday. And if my brother can't make it, my other brother comes that lives 20 minutes away on Sunday so she can go. So she's getting back to church again. So I'm happy for that. So God provided for that because we're looking for an aid to come. We're praying for an aid, asking for an aid. She was asking for an aid. And God used family members. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, just family members. So He answered that prayer. She needs more help. I mean, she has no help Monday through Friday, but on the weekends she needs help. Now that she can't get him out of the bed, it's too much, you know, it's, he's too heavy for her. And he's like this. It's not like he's a big man. He's lost a lot, a lot, a lot of weight. So he's. Um, and he's uh, but he's heavy, it's a dead weight. So she said, I need an aid for the weekend. So they want like six hundred dollars the aides to come for the weekend. My mother money's not an issue for my mom, but she's just like, I'm not paying six hundred dollars for an aid for a day, you know. So I said, well, just talk to the social worker. So we just keep praying, Lord. You see the need. This is this is a legitimate need, and we're waiting in silence. But Lord, is like how are you answering this? Where's the help gonna come from? So a neighbor came over yesterday to my mother's house. Her husband has uh, Lou Gehrig's syndrome, and he's got feeding tubes, and it's just her taking care of her husband, and. Um, she came to give my mother the name of her aid that she's using on weekends only that only charges $10 an hour. Wow. Wow. So I'm like, okay, Lord. I mean, here we're thinking, and here you, you lay it on a neighbor's heart to come over. Yes. She sat two hours with my mom, poured her heart out what she's going through mm-hmm. with her husband, and but at the same time, my mom is able to call this, this aid. So she wanted another <laughs> helper to come because she's been, she, they are shut ins, legitimate shut ins. And she has a group of ladies that she works out with from the Y she's been for years. They're all in their 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. mind you. And these women are <laughs> independent, you know. <laughs> ladies, my mom would hang out with, <laughs> so she keeps saying she hasn't been able to go to lunch with them, they go once a month. So she said, I want an aid so at least I could get out of the house and be around women because I'm, I'm gonna go crazy here. She's constantly cleaning and doing stuff. So I'm just sharing this so you see how God answers prayers. We think, Okay, God, you got to answer it this way, but He comes and He answers it. But the way He answers it is like, Lord. Only you could do all this. It's amazing how you answer and how you do it in your time and in your way. So she's looking for this aid to come as extra help. It's a young girl, 30 years old, and she's a volunteer. Both her parents died from dementia. She's 30 years old. So she was going to Mexico. She just got back. So she was at the house Tuesday. She told my mother, just you go, get in the car, go. I'll stay here with your husband. And she sat in the back room while he was in bed and just told her all about her trip to Mexico. And they actually had a conversation. I can't even have a conversation with my dad. He can't put a sentence together with me. She said he talked. He talked about the trip. So she comes. And she reads books to him and she just tells my mother, you get in the car, go, I'll stay here with him. I just see the Lord. Her aide, one of the aides was sick, so she couldn't come to the house on Thursday. So she said, do you want me to send a replacement? My mother said, yes. A woman comes, another nurse's aide, that is a born-again Christian, goes to a church way out in Long Island, and she sat with my mother for like four hours, and they, she said they just had wonderful conversations, and she said, I'm going to go back to my church and see if there's someone there who can help, yeah. because we have people in our church that do this. So I'm like, Lord, your hand is all over this whole situation. So I share that to encourage you all, I know you all are dealing with some heavy things. I know you with your family, brother, your heart aches for their salvation, what you're going through. I mean, you're all going through something, but keep bringing it before the Lord. Keep praying, but just wait on him. He's bringing an answer, but we just have to wait because he has to, you know, the thing I was telling Jeff today, He's working behind the scenes, just putting the right people in the right place at the right time so that he can get all the glory, really. We couldn't have made any of this happen. I mean, every time she tried, she was getting more and more frustrated. She said, that social worker that I have doesn't know anything. She can't answer any questions for me. So we were all like at our wits end. God, you have to be the one. Because this is a legitimate need, and they are your children. They are both born-again Christians. And you said you will take care of your children, and they need you right now. And he, look at what he's done. Look at what he's done. You know, So just keep holding on, keep praying. Don't give up, because I, I said to Jeff, I said, you know, the enemy wants us to quit. He wants us to quit. And that's why he comes against us and lies and say, he's not answering the prayer. He doesn't care. Why bother? They're not going to respond. Why bother? You know how he comes and lies. And the problem is we sit there and we listen. We listen. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then we're in total unbelief and it's just like despairing. And it's like, wait a minute. And then we come together in a church service like this, and we start singing, wait, make a miracle. Yeah, that's who my God is. Why am I doubting him? Why am I doubting him? Look at what he's done in my life. My marriage. My children. My parents. Miracles. He's done so many miracles. Why would he stop now? Right? He won't. He won't. So my soul waits in silence for God only because from him is my salvation. So close your interlude of intimacy and silent reflection and communion and ask the Lord to keep your heart sensitive to the spirit as you leave your time of prayer with him. You know, Lord, help me to just be sensitive to your spirit if you're laying someone on my heart to reach out to them, then I would pick up the phone at that instance and maybe talk to them. You, that used to happen to me. I had an uncle that was in his 90s, and whenever we saw him in New York, he always wanted to see us. And God always opened the door for us to talk about Jesus. We always talked to him about Jesus. And there would be times I'd be home just doing something, all of a sudden, Henry. for in my mind, hang me. And I would pick up the phone immediately and call him and say, hey, how you doing? And he said, you know, I was thinking, and I just, you know, I have a question, maybe you can answer it. It would be a God question. Hmm. So when the Holy Spirit leads you, just step out in faith. I had so many wonderful conversations with him before he passed away and was able to pray with him so you know god will do that he will like if we're sensitive to the spirit guide us and speak to us you know pray now pray now for this situation and we don't know why we're praying for that situation and then you find out wow something was going on during that time that god laid that on your heart to pray for them so Number six there says, for God is the king of all the earth. And this we have to remind ourselves over and over and over and over and over. And um, so because he's king over the earth, let's sing praises with a skillful song to him. You know, spend time praising and thanking God aloud or silently. Singing or playing an instrument or writing out your praise. Use a hymn book, the Psalms, or other scripture passages that will lead you into glorifying God. So, hopefully, that's another format there. I hate to say format; that's not the right word to use. But you know how times you feel like you get a rut, or you get like into a routine in your quiet time. This is one way you could change it up. It's like, okay, I need—I'm going to change it. You know how I'm doing it. So, and it's good to do that. You know, because it keeps it fresh. You know, just your time with the Lord. And um, S.T. Gordon said, you can do more than pray after you have prayed. But you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. Mm (laughs) So, wrap wrap your mind up. So, Psalm 27 Four and five. Maybe someone can read that. Amen. I think we could all say that here, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that this class was an encouragement to you all in mean, becoming women of prayer. It's kind of neat how um, the first Bible study we did by Cynthia was becoming women of faith, and now becoming women of prayer. And the next one we're doing. Becoming a woman whose God is enough. Oh, I see some tight smiles out there for those that aren't here. (laughs) I don't know why, but the Lord laid this one on my heart because she has several. I mean, she has becoming a woman of grace, becoming a woman of strength, becoming a woman of freedom, becoming a woman whose God is enough. And that one just kept, like, jumping off the page to me. So I'm going to just read the back. Of the Bible study, just so you know what it's all about. And I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna start it exactly because we're gonna have um, class next week. But I didn't. I didn't sleep at all last night. I was wide awake all night. It was a night watch, and, um, the Lord gave me something to do next week with you all. So. We're not going to start this next week because he gave me something else that I really believe he wants us to do. So I'm just going to be obedient and do it. And I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm not telling Jeff, so he puts it in the email. So. <laughs> but, but I know then the following Wednesday, we're going to the Ark, and then the week of Christmas week, I still don't know what we're doing that week, so I'll find out. So if we don't start it, the week of Christmas week, we'll start it the beginning of January, the Bible study. But it says, Becoming a woman whose God is enough will help you understand how God desires to bless you with his fullness as he teaches you to depend upon him completely. Through this 11-session Bible study, you will learn to turn from worldly satisfactions to a life of godly contentment. From selfishness to humility and from unbelief to rich fellowship with God. No matter your place along life's journey, um, Cynthia held, encourage you to lay aside your self-sufficiency and embrace the woman God created you to be. As you grow to depend on the Lord, you'll learn the joys of giving God control, waiting on him with contentment and humbly trusting him. And I know that since I have started this, he's got me in that school right now. So <clears throat> I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think it's going to be good. Some of the chapters in here, I'll read them to you so you know what they deal with. The first chapter is God the creator and the giver of all things. And what I love about that chapter that I've really been meditating on, the scripture verse in Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him generously give us all things? And as I read that, I'm like, yeah. If he gave his own son, why do we think he's going to hold out on us? And it's really something to really meditate on. It's like, yeah, why do I doubt you? So it's it's that's the first chapter. And it, there's some really good scriptures in there. And then okay. the second chapter is God, our all-sufficient shepherd. And that's a wonderful chapter on just how a shepherd cares for sheep. It's what, Maybe Sarah Jane can <laughs> bring some animals in show us. <laughs> Oh, maybe we could do like an outing, I'm sure. There you go. There you go. And then um, chapter three, God who is for us. He's for us. He's not against us. That's the next chapter. Sometimes we feel like he's against us, right? He's not. That's the devil lying to us. He's a liar. He's for us. So then the next is um, seeking satisfaction in idols. So that's going to be an ouchy chapter. <laughs> Just gonna hands off. Um, being satisfied with self, another ouchie. Uh Taking offense. How do we deal with that? Because yeah. that happens. Yeah. I mean, I had someone ask me today. They had a situation at their job. She's a nurse. And she lives in another state. She had a situation at her job. And She was asking me, to. I forgive them, even though they never asked me to forgive them? And it's like, yeah, are you a Christian? Yeah, you gotta forgive them, you know? I told her, forgiveness sets you free, you know? I mean, sets you free from the bitterness and anger, so um, taking offense, it happens. And then the next chapter is having little faith. I don't know why we keep going around that mountain. Seems like every Bible study we've done, we go around that mountain. (laughs) So then when we get into the next set, uh, part of the Bible study spoken broken up in three sections Basic lef- lessons to be learned That God is enough uh, Barriers to learning that God is enough That's the chapters I just read before The blessings of learning that God is enough God's, God's choices for you We'll discover what they are Contentment. Another chapter on humility. And lastly, divine fellowship. So it's encouraging. We'll see with these chapters. It's laid out a little differently than the other ones. So I'm going to. I I think what I'm going to do on the handout, when I give you the handout, is some questions. That she has laid out. I'll put it on the handout. So then, after we have the class, maybe you can go back and answer the questions. Just how God is making it real in your own life, to whatever you're going through during this season in your life. It's what all the Lord in and some, something where He's teaching us and purging us and cleansing us and imparting to us what we need, and it's all for other people. <laughs> It's, that's the amazing thing he does all that because it's for other people it's not for us so we can minister to other people so so I'm just going to close in prayer and uh, Lord I'm thankful I'm very thankful for who you are Lord I'm so thankful we don't have to walk on this planet earth without you Lord I know I would go insane if I didn't have you I know that And I would just be really lost if I didn't have your word. Your word really is a light and a lamp unto my feet, Lord. And I thank you that you do speak to us through your word. And you do direct us. And you do show us the way to go. And Lord, I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit that when we ask him to help us, he is a helper. He is a helper. He is a guide. He's a comforter. You're you're everything we need, Lord, inside every minute of the day. And, Lord, I just pray that you would continue to work these truths deep into our heart, that we would be women of prayer that you could use any time of the day and any hour of the night. And in the night watches, Lord, I pray that. God, I, I pray that you have taken us to a place where we would just be willing to say, yes, Lord, I will pray whatever you lay on my heart, Lord, and and just see how you're going to answer those prayers. Lord, you're just amazing. You go above and beyond what we can ask or think, and I'm just so amazed at how you do hear us when we cry out to you and you do answer, Lord. So I pray that each one will be encouraged in this room, Lord, and that you would just continue to knit us together and bless our time I pray on Sunday as we go out to eat, mm-hmm. Lord, I pray it would be a special time of fellowship amongst yes. us and those that couldn't be here tonight, Lord, that will be at the dinner, Lord, I pray that you would just bless them as well. And we thank you that we can even yes. do this together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.